Dear Agatha. All right. All right. We found my brother, supposedly, and only for a moment. He was working for him, the black spider, the one we were hunting. I don't know how or why he ended up with them, but my friend saw him. We finished our dive to the mine, had our big, grand fight, and we found a few somethings in the process. Dangerous something. I'm not going to talk about it just yet. Not sure who we want to, who we want knowing. But they are something too big for us to face alone. The spiders got away. Falk did too. And I, I was unconscious for it. Again. I'm getting stronger. I know I'm getting stronger, but it's not enough. I would give anything if... We're heading back to town to figure stuff out. With the mind clear, we think, we can start our business with Gunter and his brother. We just gotta warn him first of the danger still. We gotta have him look over the material we found and tell him about the well and the brazier and maybe the other thing. He who waits, does that mean anything to you? Until next time, XOXO, kids. Yes, as always, nice kid. So at this point, you guys are outside the mine. It's almost nightfall at this point. You've been in there for a while. So uh, that went a certain way. Um, hey, kid, just a crazy thought. We know that, that these changelings tend to associate themselves with uh, this black spider fella. And what if, like, one of them's just pretending to be your brother to, to fuck with us? I didn't think about that. Maybe. I, I mean, I, I just, I, I can't see Valk doing something like this. It's just, it's not him. I know Samuel said that he had lost his memory when he had seen him and and that he wound up with the wrong people, but fuck. Like I, I would much rather accept that theory than believing that he's part of some fucking cult now or some shit. Right, yeah, but you also have to be prepared for that possibility. I mean, I know no one wants to think that the family member could be swallowed by some insane religious cult, but half is to the best of us. I mean, shit, I had an uncle that uh, fell into this weird sex cult. It was led by a, a woman. She said she was the uh, the wild mother. That to, to appease her, all these dudes needed to piss on her. And every fucking Friday night, Uncle Jerry would go down to the local pub, get all fucking liquor up, show up at this broad's house, just fucking pissing. Half the town would show up and piss on this lady. I don't know what her end game was, but anyway. Hold, hold up. Wait, um, wait, wait, wait. Mooney, isn't, don't you, aren't you don't from like. Don't start with oh. me. <laughs> <laughs> this changes everything. <laughs> yeah, we, we did have, um parties like this, uh, but I wouldn't say it was um, every Friday. I didn't know that your uncle was a part of the, the Friday Night Pisses. That's uh, it's a... It's a pretty pretty uh, in-the-know sex cult out there, so I mean, kudos to your uncle for, for getting into that. I know they got some pretty hard requirements to get into there. I think you have to have like a, 
a certain amount of money, and then you know I think you have your your uh, your middle toe has to be bigger than your big toe. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of weird things into getting that. So that's that's it's, it's pretty cool. Right? Yeah. And obviously, like you'd have to have a bladder. So like marmoset or whatever the fuck in there wouldn't have been able to. to oh yeah, you never would have been able to get into that. Am I am I but, the only one who didn't know that this was a thing? Because what it seems like it's way more popular than it should be. <laughs> well, you know, I, I've been a lot of places, so I've seen a lot of things, and you know, <laughs> this place, that place, the other place. When we when we walked out of this cave, I was in the worst mood possible, and just within the last two minutes, y'all have made me feel so much better. So let's get back to Fonalin and maybe figure out what our next step is. I think there's some. Uh, more serious discussion that we need to have on this and what our next step is. It's crazy how fast my mood changed, though. Uh, I'm doing out of character. I have uh, an Uncle Jerry, and <laughs> I just have a complete picture of everything now. So thank you, Jesse. <laughs> how far is the walk back to Fondalin? Um, Roughly about a day to walk back. Archie, you seem real keen on getting out of there. Do you want us to walk a couple miles before setting up a place to camp? Right, yeah, there's no way I'm sleeping here. Just gonna put that out there. But I guess we're gonna walk a couple miles. Yeah, sure. Walk up first. Headed back north towards Fondola. Uh I hate being outside. Mooney, do you think you could do your thing? If not, I could just go into the vessel. Uh, no, that's fine. I have uh, enough left over. And I'll pop a normal first spell slot. I'll make sure I'm inside this time. Yeah, again, you have these four stone walls shoot up in it. And uh, Kettle cast a small bonfire in the center. Alright, got a small bonfire. Lights up the area, gives you guys a bit of warmth in the cool night air. So, I mean, uh, Archie brought up the point that if Y'all seeing Valk was maybe just a changeling fucking with us, and I, I want to believe that. But I feel like either way, the path that we're on is going to take us back to them, or at least to whatever they were doing with that orb, or whatever they were worshiping, or trying to do. At least that's where the path goes if y'all decide to keep following me there. So I, I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page that this is something that we still want to be doing now that we have a slightly more clear picture of what we're facing I have gotten further with the three of you than I would have on my own I think at this point with uh, what I have learned this all uh, connects in some way I don't think I can get uh, any further without being with you guys. Right. I've already told you, kid. I'm along for the ride. Yeah, you guys, it's, you, you got quite the good company, so I really enjoy being around you guys. I think, uh, you know, you know, Archie, you know, you and I, we, we had that great song a while back, you know, when I was the lead singer and you were the backup. So, uh, you know, I think if we keep uh, if we keep doing this together, you know, we, we could probably maybe even do some like little recording things. I got that that thing, um, the 
the the music box so i you know we can maybe maybe you know make like a, a little song together again i you know i can be the lead singer you can be the the backup singer mooney you would you were doing great with you with your drums on your belly so uh kid i think we just need to get you some sort of instrument or, or something that you can do i mean you could be the pyrotechnics for uh for our shows you know that'd be that'd be pretty cool and then you know then uh you know trog trog and friends uh can be you know the the a new band that we start, we can go around and, you know, we can just, we can do what we need to do. And, you know, I think it's going to be great for us. Uh, so I'm, I'm along with you guys for, you know, as long as we want to keep the band together. Hard. I mean, I, I, I want to make sure about this because you've told me that your goal here is retirement. Well, we just acquired ownership, partial ownership in a fucking mine. And as creepy as that mine may be, I mean, it's ours now. And this town owes us a debt. If retirement is what you want, then this is the best place for you to do that. Right, yeah, but I don't think I'm ready to rest my bones down yet. I thought I could still run around. It's not like this town's going to burn to the ground or fucking evaporate into thin air. Well, I'm just going to do a little higher than that. <laughs> it's right. amazing how quickly you figure out all my plots. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I feel like shit, so I'm gonna turn in and think about this a little more. But uh, yeah, we're I guess gonna talk to the brothers tomorrow and maybe head over to Schleem or at least get that process started. I'm just gonna. Zip into the with my wet swashing sound, my wet squelch. Chris, you anyone else do anything before uh, turning in? Uh, no, I'm just gonna stare into the fire. I feel like sleep doesn't come easy for Archie, even as exhausted as he is. He has something weighing on his mind. I'll just be checking out the uh, new wand for the night. I'm just gonna be jamming out. So while you're jamming out, you do see Mooney accidentally activate the wand as oh. several <laughs> several blue darts fly off into the sky. <laughs> several flares. Let everyone know. My mistake. So after I, after I fire off these four, where do they do they end up hitting anything? Uh, they just sort of they just sort of shoot at the wall. You see, like little chunks of rock thrusting up the wall as each dart impacts. Got to be more careful with this. Uh, my mistake. Okay, so kid, this time when you go back into your vest, you're you are not in your familiar. Oh, I don't even know what you want to call it. Lounge, airport lounge setup. I haven't described it yet because no one else has been in there. But yeah. It feels to me like it'd be like a super, like like a 70s fuck lounge. <laughs> just wa- water beds and bean bags everywhere. Yeah, just like a shitty corn set. Well, I'm, I, I'm basically renting this place. Like, it's not my own. So there's things that I've collected that are around, because uh, I use this for storage also. But it is it is mostly the my patron's place. So, like, it's... Um, 
Uh, it's very similar to like the Eastern, like Middle Eastern kind of vibes that we had gotten when we were with the uh, the people from Set Sorma from earlier in the game. Uh, anyway, you're not there. Um, <laughs> you find yourself when you go into. Well, the first thing you notice is that it's it's like oppressively hot where you are right now, and it's not like it's not like the sort of humid tropical hot where you're sweating a lot. It's like you're in Arizona and it's 120 degrees, where it's very dry and your lips are starting to crack. You look around, you're in sort of this just plain, unadorned room made of some kind of black, black rock material. Nothing in it. Uh, but there is a hallway um, leading out. And from that direction, you can hear uh, quite, a, quite a lot of commotion going. And towards where the commotion is, kind of looking around as I do so, this is very different from anything I've experienced here. So as you go down this hallway, almost feels as if it's getting hotter, which seems in your mind to be impossible because it's already very hot. And as you go down this hallway, you enter into a much larger room, uh, what appears to be a giant forge sitting in the middle. There's a very large water wheel, which is, it's almost similar to, think of like what you saw in the mine in, in uh, Wayback Cavern, but on a much larger scale. And you see lots of people moving around, looking busy, working the forge, moving raw materials, um, you know, pumping these massive bellows. But what immediately catches your eye is this very, very large, muscular, kind of humanoid-looking thing. By your estimation, it's about 25 feet tall. Uh, very muscular. It's not wearing a shirt, but it's got these sort of bronze bangles on its wrist, on its arms. Um, it has a sort of, I don't know what to call them. Imagine, like, the pants that Aladdin wears. He's basically wearing those reddish-black skin. And this unbearable heat seems to be emanating off the sky. And what he's currently doing is standing in front of a massive anvil, uh, forging something. You can't quite tell what it is. Uh, are you him, the one I speak to? He doesn't reply. He's quite far away. He probably can't hear you over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll approach. Um, I'll get as close as I dare. I don't, I don't want to get too close to this guy. Um, and I'll, when I'm a little bit closer, I'll, I'll yell up to him. Are you the one I pray to? And you find the closer you get to him, the more, um, this, this, this wave of heat is just emanating. Yeah. The, the hat comes off. I'll, I'll hold that at my side. As you shout that up to him, he pauses his forging for a moment. And now that you're closer, you can see it looks like he's forging just this massive scimitar. I mean, almost as tall as you are. Uh, something that no person could ever hope to wield. And as you shout that up to him, he sort of gazes down at you. Again, 25 feet up. He says something along the lines of, Is this the proper way for you to greet your master? The hat drops to my feet, and then I fall to my knees in front of him. I just wanted to make sure. What do you need from me? Finally, I have a slave who makes himself somewhat useful. 
I refuse to kneel to anyone else. It's only you. That mine you just liberated. I want you to bring me the raw materials from. Not your common everyday ores, but something more of the rare of rest. I will, from my pack, pull out the chunk of the material that I had found before with the veins running through it and offer that bit up to him. Um, it sort of floats out of your hand as and lands in his the palm of his massive hand. And he'll, he'll sort of turn it around and examine it a bit. Yes, just like this. I require more, much more. How can I get it to you? Just bring it into the vessel. I'll do the rest. Thank you. For everything. He'll almost, he's basically just ignoring you as he continues to hammer down his, uh, his weapon that he's making. I initially was planning on resting in the vessel, but I'm just going to see if I can exit it like I normally would and leave this place. Yeah, so you can exit again in much the same way as you enter. Mm-hmm. And you do that, it's sort of, as, as, as the room begins to fade from your view, you do catch uh, this massive reddish-black-skinned uh, genie sort of staring at you as it sort of dissipates from your vision. And you find yourself back outside. And uh, as much as I hate it, I'm going to pull out my bedroll and set up a place to camp back inside of this structure. All right. So as you come back out, you see Trog still over there playing his instrument. Mooney waving, waving a wand over his head. <clears throat> and Archie staring into the fire. As close out the night. Um, before I had gone, can I ask him, what do I call you? Uh, he'll sort of straighten up to his full height as you ask that. My full name is... Well, you may address me as... This is a very long name. I'm just going to type it as I'm saying it because you're going to have to... <laughs> you're going to have to ask me to spell it anyway. I can always see it. Shah Amir Maksud Aziz Al... Shahab, the Forge of Living Fame. Okay, well, that's everything that anybody wants to do tonight. Now the next morning, nothing crazy happened overnight. You guys can get back up and keep on your way to Fondland if that is what you so desire. And just same thing. As I'm walking, I'm spinning that ring. Trog has been working on a new song. So there is a new instrument. What the fuck are you playing? A keyboard. It sound, sounded to me like a piano. Piano. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> That's impressive. It's actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ty's gonna become an actual like musician by the time. This yeah, by the by, by the time this campaign. <laughs> so, uh, Trog, uh, quick question. So currently, uh, our group is um, the leftovers. However, when we move into the uh, the music business, uh, the name changes. 
Uh, yeah, yeah. See, you know, since I'm the the lead singer and you know the 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 guy that that does you know pretty much everything. I mean, Archie, he was a good backup singer. You got you got the drums on 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 your belly. Um, it's the name changes into Trog and Friends because. Right, right. Yes, I get it. Trog, because I I know what Archie's goal is, and I know what Mooney's goal is, and y'all know what mine is, and we talked a little bit about kind of the stuff that you're, you know, that you want to be setting out to do here. But I feel like mostly you're just in it for the kex. Are you Pepe the Frog? Like, am I? <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that's, that's a pretty fair uh, comparison there. You know, I, I like to just, you know, kind of come along. And, you know, right now I'm, I just, uh, I got a, a, lot, a little bit of a fight with uh, my papa. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of doing my own thing, you know, why, uh, you know, playing my music and, you know, doing, doing, uh, the insults and stuff. It's fun for me. Well, uh, I know what it's like to have shitty parents. So, uh, you know, I, I get that if that's your case, but all right, I'm cool heading back to fondling then. Yeah. So it takes you guys about. Six or about six hours, six or seven hours to walk back. Um, so you'd be getting there around four, five ish p.m. Should we go to the townmaster's hall or the the tavern? Did did we talk to Gundren of where we'd be able to find him? Well, I would assume he's in the the master's hall. Isn't that where his, his special friends at? Yeah, I think Declan was staying in the tavern. So. I guess we can swing the bat there first. Right, we should check the same both places. Yeah. yeah. Archie is a little faster today. His <sighs> movement speed is now a 30. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> now that you've, now that you've taken a long rest. He's actually, uh, he's keeping up with us on the night. Yeah. There's a little, there's a little bounce in his step, you notice. Right. Well, Seems that little extra bounce is pro- propelling him a bit farther forward than... Now that it is morning time, I have stopped spinning my ring. All right. Well, if you guys want to head to the inn, uh, back to the Stonehill Inn, which is where uh, Declan had been staying. Kick the door open. Declan, you piece of shit. As you go in, you do notice uh, Declan and Gundren are both in there as you walk into the Stonehill Inn. Um, And it seems like they've been gathering volunteers. Um, there's a small group of people around them who all have various, you know, they've been uh, talking to the various miners um, and other worksmen people uh, in the town. Seems like they gathered a small group of them and they're sort of preparing materials and their tools. <clears throat> and they're, looks like they're organizing this group to, to go to the mine once you guys return, right? So they're, they're getting ready to start work right away. It's, we did the hard part, so uh, Frog, if you want to bring us home. Hey, my guys, how um, how you doing? They're they're so busy they almost didn't they pretty much didn't see you guys walk in. Uh, as strange a sight as you guys are, Gundren's the one who notices first and sort of jumps up a little bit. My God, you fellas look like you've been through hell. How'd it go? You're not dead, at least. Yeah, we uh. 
We did pretty good. You know, pretty much everything that is dead. Um, so you uh, you guys are, are pretty set to get in there. Um, you know, it was was a little hazardous. So I think we definitely you know earned a fair share here. So um, you know, there's a there's a couple things you might want to watch out in there. Though I gotta say, like there's this well that I made this guy jump down. So I, there's either a dead body or you know. I don't know if there's water down there, so you might want to, like, watch out. You might be drinking, like, dead um, bugbear water. Um, so you might want to kind of, like, watch out for that. I don't know what that tastes like, but it, I can imagine it probably tastes pretty bad because bugbears are pretty stinky. If your water kind of gets a little a little out there, that's probably why. Everything's all good now there, so I think you guys should definitely just pay up. I don't know, I think uh, 15% is already fair enough, don't you think? That's what we agreed on, after all. Yeah, that's 16%, you're right. How soon until we can start seeing a return on our investment? Well, since uh, we've not been down into the mine yet, I can't exactly give you a, a specific time, but I'd imagine it'd take at least a month to get things back up and running on a small scale. After that, we can start hiring more help. So how um, how exactly are we going to get paid? Like if we're if we're waiting like a month to get some some money, are you going to like put some coins in a uh, with a carrier pigeon and send it over to us? Do we have to stop by for to pick up a deposit? You know what what's the uh, what's going on here? Well, I figure the best thing to do would be uh, leave it in the bank in in Dubon. And keep a, an account in one of your names. You can stop by stop stop by periodic. Well, I assume you're splitting it, unless you want us to. You know, we could do it any way you, you you want. We can either make it as a group account or uh, us each as individuals. I would rather us have a group. That way, if we lose someone along the way, we can at least get each other's share. We can make a, a group account. Yeah, we we will just be called the leftovers. You know, that's. The the money just needs to get deposited into the leftovers account. Uh, unless you're thinking of making an LLC called the leftovers, I think you need a real name. Well, I was thinking maybe we could do like a C corporation. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> S corporation. That way, then we can each keep our own, you know, percentage of it. Um, but no, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll. Well, we can maybe do a joint account, just having us each as owners of the account or at least having access to it um just off of the names that we had signed to the contract i think that would probably be easiest can we see the copy of that just to make sure we are all on the up and up uh yeah mooney what 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 is this just a drawing of a what dick you, no what did you sign your name as that's not your name my signature you wrote Carp's name, didn't you? Uh, yes. Money goes to Carp uh, uh, and his mother. I do not need the money. I, I guess I whatever out of the a quarter out of the fifteen percent will just go right to the family here. So whatever's remaining would go into, if possible. If not, then Carp will have to make his way to his uh, uh, bank. Yeah, to Dubon. That's not terribly far, but... Right. To, an, to a bank that he doesn't know he has for money that he doesn't know exists. 
I did. I did write a letter, though. I told them they will. Can you? There is access. I tried to. I told them I didn't like Raydoth either. This was the picture of a of a of a of a building with a money sign on it with an arrow pointing at it. <laughs> but is there anything that y'all wanted to talk about while we're here? Trog's just honestly kind of off to the side playing around uh, on his instrument. She is uh, adjusting the money that he had from the safe box. Just just getting his affairs in order while he stands there. Figuring out how much scratch he's got on him. With us previously having talked about payment, I was wondering if there was a way if my share could just be translated into raw material. If there could maybe be a pickup point for me here in Fondaland or something. I think it'll be more valuable for me to... I won't resell it or anything. It's just that I think that the material itself might be more valuable to me than whatever you're getting for it on the market. I'm sure we can make that kind of arrangement. I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll leave it here in Fondalin for you at the Miners Exchange. Or if you'd rather us take it back to Dubourne. Well, we're heading to Schleem next, and I imagine from there we might be heading back through here. So let's say for now we'll do the Miners Exchange, and uh, maybe in the future we'll we'll have a new location. But uh, let's let's keep it here for now. All right, can do. Save you on transport fees, at least. Sounds like a deal to me. Well, uh, if we got nothing else going on, uh, we could maybe pay the sister here a visit. I mean, she's the only religious folk that we know of who's here. Maybe she knows something about the uh, individual in question that we learned about. Once we're away from the brothers, by the way, just in the group, I just want to bring out just a, just a touch of the orb still in the bedroll. Uh, is this something I should uh, bring up with anyone, by the way? No, we should keep that in there until we know for sure who we're talking to. I don't trust this sister at all. I mean, she's... Right. Not, not even a little bit. I just, uh, I kind of just want to ask her, like, the face value questions, but uh, let's find somewhere quiet and go through the Black Spider stuff first. Maybe we can glean some more info from that. I should have done it last night. I just I forgot I had this with me. And it was- gotcha. Yes, only person I could think of is maybe Radoth, but this might even be too far for him too. Fuck, we completely forgot about Owlwell. He may be there still, but we have uh, busier matters right now. Yeah, um, we're gonna see if we can find a quieter table or something in the tavern. Yeah, most of the commotion is centered around two brothers. Mm-hmm. So it's easy enough to find a quiet corner to sit in. So I'll, I'll pull out the journal and look over that. Is it all in Elvish? Um, it's actually written in a language you don't understand. Not for long. I cast Comprehend Language as a ritual spell. You do recognize the language, by the way, as uncommon, which is mostly what's spoken by, which is mostly what's spoken by the races that live in the Underdark, uh, the sort of deep, spooky underground areas of the world. But now you can read. And what the journal is mostly talking about is he's written down brief sort of scraps of history about the area, history of the mine, a lot of which you had gleaned from Mormesk. Any history we don't know? Uh, no. 
it seems like uh, from his writings, he's, it seems like uh, basically no one really knows what happened. It was very productive, very bustling, and then it, for the most part, suddenly just disappeared. You know, for centuries, uh, nobody had found it or had come in or out. And so it's sort of just detailing his search for the mine until it gets to him waylaying Gundren and all that stuff. So all the stuff you already know already. You do find sketches of each of you, sort of hand-drawn sketches, um, that are surprisingly detailed and accurate. They, they, they look very much like you. Yeah, well, he said he was seeing us in his dreams. And there is also nestled within the pages what looks to be a page that's been torn out of another book. And this language is a different language from, uh, from what you're reading out of his journal. So this one is, as far as, well, I'm not exactly sure how your spell works, if it includes, like, everything. I'm casting as a ritual spell. I think it might take another 10 minutes for me to cast it again to be able to read this next thing. Um, but it's a ritual, so I can cast it as many times as I want. So you, again, cast Company uh, Languages as a ritual spell. Strangely enough, um, this page, you still can't read it. It's so indecipherable to you. It does look like it was torn from a very, very old book. What you do notice is in the center of this page, there is what appears to be a diagram. It is a 12-pointed star. Around the edges of the star, there is a, a, a drawing, a sketch of a chain. And at each point of this 12-pointed star, there is a circle. And it appears that this is not original, but it appears that the Black Spider had colored in several of these circles himself. And you do notice also on the margin next to one of the blank circles, there is another word, which also hasn't been translated, which leads, this one in particular leads you to believe it's the name of a place. So not something that would get translated by comprehend languages. And the name of that, which appears on the margin next to one of the uncolored uh, circles is Glad. Does that ring any bells for us at all? Have we heard of that? Uh, phonetically, have we seen it anywhere? You can all roll me it's sweet time. Yep, that's a four. Um, if you speak Elvish, you can roll with advantage. Oh, sweet. That's a one. <laughs> I got a 16. No plus or minus. I got a five. 15. Mooney and Archie. And particularly Mooney, since you come, Mooney, you come from a place where a lot of people stick the to the very, yeah, well, to the north, really. But mm. where a lot of people stick to like the old traditions, very old traditions. The name strikes you. You wouldn't be able to say where, but it is ringing a bell as being some some sort of ancient dialect or language. And this is in regard to Gath Galad. Yeah. The rest of the page is still, it's as indecipherable. Uh, this, uh, this name, uh, Dath Galad, I don't know too much of it, but seem to have, uh, 
remember hearing about it from the uh, the elders before. Well, it, if it's a place, maybe it's somewhere near you, or where where you're from. As a note, as well, um, out of the twelve twelve pointed stars, um, eight eight of the circles are filled. That's that's concerning. Are there things written next to each of the eight circles that are filled in? Uh, No. So just next to one of them? Just next to one of them, yeah. Is that circle filled in? That one is blank, so. Oh, Jesus. They're clearly into something. Does this symbol look familiar to any of us? That it's a 12-pointed star with a chain and then circles at each of the points. Yeah, go ahead and roll history on the, the star. I just hit a 21. I got a 22. So you guys are both quite well read in this stuff. And it strikes both of you as odd that you've never seen this before. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but that gives you, that gives you somewhat of a clue in its own way. No, it absolutely does. Yeah. yeah. So you would clearly, you'd expect you maybe to be familiar with different lots of different kinds of organizations, but this one is at least very well hidden or somewhat underground. Well, we can try to see if uh, the sister knows anything that she can tell us about, but she seems to be pretty tight-lipped on anything, and we never really helped her that one time. So maybe we could just go to Shleem and ask someone there. Help her at all? You stole her potions and then didn't do anything for her. Right. I was gonna say, oh fuck, um, fuck her. She's a piece of shit. Right. We, <laughs> we probably shouldn't go back to the sister because we owe her a book. And uh, I mean, what what is know? she gonna do? What's she gonna do? I mean, I've seen women do wonderful things, Andrew. I mean, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, let's let's get a, a heading. I mean, I know we have a we have a map, right? I know I have a local map. Do we have a map to Schleim? You have a local map, yeah. That'll get you out of the map. Okay. Um, I mean, maybe we can just uh, make sure that there is nothing in the route ahead for us to keep a lookout for, and then we just head out. There was one last thing before you guys head out. Um, as you guys are resting and recuperating. Sildar is going to approach you guys and congratulate you. And he's going to offer you each membership to the Lord's Alliance if you so choose. Wait, 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 wait. Is, refresh our memory on what the Lord's Alliance is. Is that the... Lord's Alliance is basically with maintaining order throughout the kingdoms. These, these specifically, not, not the world's, but these sort of local yeah. kingdoms do are right. Right. That's what I thought. What does it take to get membership? Just having you vouch for us, or is there a fee? Well, no fee. But we get paid. You don't get paid necessarily, you but you... who I am and <laughs> what do I do? Well, I believe I, I've probably killed members of the Lord's Alliance more than once. Honestly, I mean, no hard feelings. You seem like a nice guy, but uh, I mean, we would love membership. 
Right, yeah, yeah. Fucking Amnesty's great. I'm all for it. <laughs> I promise you guys that I would help to do something about that reputation, and this is what I came up with. Now, you wouldn't be high-ranking members, of course, <laughs> but you would be expected to maintain the respect and dignity of your position. And should you do anything to break that, there will be consequences. Right, yeah. Don't, don't accept <laughs> this. Don't accept life. So it's, like, it's like the consequences of breaking the law. <laughs> Which we would never do. Right. Yeah. It'd be worse than that. Because if you besmirch the Lord's Alliance, then the Lord's Alliance is going to send people after you. Can it be a secret membership? Like, do I have to wear your fucking logo on my head? Like, no one's got to know. Unless I tell them, right? Did we carry around ID cards? Or? Right, yeah, I could be like an undercover Lord's or an undercover brother. Well, we'll give you the insignia. You don't have to wear it if you choose if you choose not to. But if you abuse if you abuse that authority and power, we will hear that. With us helping out the mind here and you know, kind of making more of a name for ourselves in the world, I I like to believe that we've turned a turned a leaf. You know, I, I like to believe that since we're no longer going to need the money to survive and do all these things because we have partial ownership in a mind now, you know, we'll be less likely to commit crime. While the kid is bullshitting uh, right now. Clearly, clearly lying, bullshitting. Lying through <laughs> fucking teeth. I, uh, I've, I've, we've done this a million times. This is, this is our shtick right here. I'm casing the joint. Is there anything valuable in this room? You guys are in the end still. He came to see you guys while you're wrestling. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> what can I take from the bar? <laughs> that would be so funny. We leave town as we like pickpocket him on the way out. <laughs> All right. I guess I'm just going to steal a salt shaker. Uh, yes, we, we would love to have that, that responsibility. Um, we will not let you down. Thank you. That was an 18 sleight of hand to steal that salt shaker, by the way. You have a salt shaker now. <laughs> <laughs> it is small and white, and it is not filled with salt. Um, have the three days passed at this point? Yeah, you guys can have the benefit of the long rest. We're going to take off then, I guess. Are we walking? You guys have one horse still. Yeah, I couldn't remember, but we we had brought it up with the card, and then it was being looked at uh, after here. So yeah, let's um, let's take that horse, Mooney. If you want to be a horse, or and a cart, we had a cart too. Yeah, well, we had we had a cart, but the cart I think was with the stuff that was in it, right? The stuff that we were paid to help bring up here. That was that was Declan's part, yeah. That wasn't your part. Yeah, you just had the horse. Well, that's that's all right. Um, Mooney could have Archie and Prague, and then I could be on the other horse. That's uh, fine with me. I'll climb aboard my sweaty steed, and I will anamorph into a draft horse. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> so you you hop on his back first, and then he anamorphs, and you just feel that underneath you. It's very, it's very, dis- very disconcerting. In wild shape as like a hoof of smoke 
And where once stood the druid now stands the animal. Not in this campaign. I like the body horror. Yeah, that's the Naruto version where it's just a puff yeah. of smoke and you're in. No, I'm Animorph version. So if you jump on too fast, I kick you back off. Uh-uh, oh. not ready yet. <laughs> so, so like, your limbs elongate. Your, oh, God. Yeah, like, my neck Feel elongates. It? Like, if you jump on too fast, my arms are still, like, half, like, mismatched. Oh, fuck. Hey, uh, right before we leave, uh, Silgar, first thing that I'm thinking that should be looked at you know, as a member of the Lord's Alliance now. We're leaving, so it's up to you. But um, someone apart from that mine should be keeping a eye on that mine. Y'all should be bringing in mages, people who know what arcane shit does. Because there's something going on there. And uh, just keep a lookout for it, yeah? Thanks for the heads up. Well, just doing my job. And I'm going to tip my hat, and then I'm going to ride off. So uh, it'll got, it'll take you probably about well if you take the mountain road it'll take you maybe a day or two it'll take about two days to get off the mountains about another day or so to actually get to the closest town which is uh, Bordon the closest big town the closest big city ish thing near Schleen so do I think you guys want to do on the on the way over or just uh, play play music, enjoy uh, company. Um, enjoy music. I mean, the enjoy part is stretched, but, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> there is music. Is there any? If there's any point in which you return to your vessel, um, since speaking to your patron, you'll find it has gone back to normal. Okay, yeah. If it takes a couple nights, and I'm just going to speak to the room. Um, or pray as I have been doing, just to tell him that the next time that I'm through this area, I'm gonna have more of his material. The first time you go back in uh, after having spoken with him, you do find on one of the tables a very, very nice dagger with uh, a note next to it that just says, "A small gift. Do not fail me." I have the ability to identify as a ritual, so when I see that, I'm going to that evening uh, try to identify that to see if it's magical or if it is what it can do. It is magical, and I will put the item card in the Discord. And it, it appears to be forged out of that small orb that you had given him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and once I see what it is, I might end up giving it to Archie. Duskfire Dagger. That's a fucking cool name. Uh, so basically, you can add your proficiency to attack rolls with it if you are proficient with daggers. Um, you can use it as a kind of a small light source. It sheds light in a 20-foot radius, as well as doing an extra 1d6 of fire damage. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to uh, hand it over to Arch. Hey, uh, a friend of mine made this. Uh, you know who? Oh, all right. We're talking now. Um, I have, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about it just yet. I don't know if he'd want me to, but um, he gave me this as a gift. 
and it's it's incredible, but it's more your thing than mine. And I think he's okay with that. All right. I'm going to pull one of my shitty daggers that I normally actually, it, it it's the dagger I keep in my strong hand. I'm going to pull that one out and I'm going to just, these new boots, do they have like, I, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to stick it in my boot. You know, stab it. Well, I'm did. assuming, I'm assuming right, right through your foot. I'm assuming <laughs> that's, uh, um, this new dagger comes with its own sheath. Uh, yeah, I guess it can. <laughs> I didn't plan on it. I didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> it's going to be used? Yeah, it's like, oh, cool dagger. Take it. Stop asking questions. And I'm going <laughs> to take that dagger and I'm going to put the new one on my belt and put my old stronghand dagger in my boot. Okay. So I now have... A boot. I had. I now have a, d- a dagger on my strong side, my weak side, in the small of my back, and in both of my boots. I have a total of five daggers. You need to get those right. shoes like the Joker uses, where the dagger pops out of the front and you can kick people. Oh. He he's only asking things from me, so uh, don't worry about it as a gift. Um, but just. When you kill something with it, just bear in mind where it comes from. You know, you don't have to necessarily offer up, you know, an offering or whatever, but just, you know, just thank him every once in a while. I'm sure he'd get a kick out of that. Right. Um, What should I thank? Like, thank you, kids, spoopy daddy. That's fine. Spoopy daddy. Yeah, that's Thank you, spoopy daddy. Every time I stab someone, I'm going to yell. Thank you, Spoopy Daddy. That's what they said to Uncle Jerry, too. (laughs) Uh, Forge of Living Flame, if you want to make it sound cool. But, uh, yeah, Spoopy Daddy works as well. Alrighty. I'll I'll let you know if he has a problem with that. I'm sure he'll tell me. (laughs) They fucking call me what? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so if no one has anything else to do, I'm going to you make it the first day. No problems. The second day, just as you're sort of you're almost out of the mountains. And as you're you're riding, we'll say it's around 1 or 2 p.m. You start hearing these really heavy thuds. As if there's something very big walking or something very heavy walking. Quite close to you guys, actually. He's here. Doesn't sound like it's running or anything, but there's something big and something heavy near you. Ahead of us? It sounds like it's coming from ahead of you, yeah. How wide is this trail? Or if we decided to get off the trail and maybe tuck into some trees and go around it, do we think we'd be able to do that with the horses? It'd be quite difficult with the horses. The trail is not very wide. Uh, and, and it's sort of, it's not very easy to navigate. I mean, there, it's, it's quite extensively sort of trees. Or the, the, is it sound like it's walking toward us or away? You're getting closer to it. I'm going to take the uh, front position, still as draft horse. 
try to look behind, catch George in the eye to get him to slow down too and pull off just a little bit just so everybody can take notice of what's going on. Can we, can I dismount and see if I can, we can all hide like off the side, uh, maybe tucked into the trees, not try to navigate through it, but just try to conceal ourselves if this thing's walking to let it go past. Yeah, that's what you're going to do. You have to roll me a stealth check. And you have to roll me something to hide. You got George still. You do have a horse still. So you got to. For myself, I rolled a 21. That's with disadvantage. So that's actually not too bad. And just, you want me to roll regularly for the horse? Give me disadvantage for the horse as well. Since it's a horse. Uh, 10. So the lower of the two. I got a 28. Well, that was a 15. Ugh. Okay, so disadvantage, I got a 6. However, I'm going to use Hidden Step. Whoa, what's that? I turn invisible. Okay, so as you guys all move around the trees, I think you can see yourselves. <laughs> you hear this thudding getting louder and louder, and suddenly just bursting out from the tree line onto the path. Um, knocking over trees as he goes. You see this very ugly, 10-foot-tall, oh, completely hairless <clears throat> ogre dragging behind him this really massive club with with metal spikes sticking out of it. He's almost completely naked. He's just got a, a tiny loincloth on that, that doesn't do much to, to cover his, <clears throat> his uh, family jewels. Big Mooney. As he stomps his way under the path, he sort of... Stops for a second and scratches his head, and he's sort of sniffing around. And he basically he basically looks almost directly at George, sort of cocks his head to the side, a little bit confused, and starts slowly stomping his way towards it. I'm gonna whisper to kid. I'm gonna say, "Hey, make a decision. Make a make a decision, Mike. Do we kill it? Yep. Do we kill it? Do we kill it? Do we kill it? Do we kill it?" Fuck it, I'm going Fuck, for it. You seem like you want to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's bending down now towards the tree line, towards George. I'm going to jump off of Mooney's back. I would like to get to the nearest tree, and then I'm going to try to parkour. How far across is this path? Maybe six, six, six or seven feet. I mean, it's enough for, like, single file walking. It's like six feet, maybe. Six, seven feet. I would like to jump from Mooney's back to the closest tree. And from that tree, I would like to launch myself across the path to the other side of the woods and land in another tree. So I'm now at the giant's back. I will be utilizing my fucking springy ass boots for this. So that helps with my movement. I don't know how that would help because I'm sure you're going to want like an athletics and a stealth for this. As Archie is doing this, I'm going to still still invisible head straight for the ogre uh drop hidden step and attack nope okay initiative time <laughs> that was a 19 to get me to the other side of the uh uh the path all right sorry you can tell i didn't notice you okay rolled a natural one on initiative. i got a 10 13 also a 13. 
some guy on like his morning stroll. Like he just happens to be like an ogre. <laughs> just minding his own business, walking around. <laughs> Mooney or Archie, one of you two, whoever has the highest decks. Presumably Archie. Yeah, um, I'm just got- gonna go out on a limb and say that it's Archie. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, now that I'm in this tree all hidden, I'd like to shoot this ogre in the back of the fucking head. The first one's a dirty 20 to hit. Uh, hits. Okay. And then that's going to do 46 points of damage. Uh, the arrow basically strikes him straight in the back of the head. Uh, but ogres are, as you know, relatively stupid and have relatively thick skulls. Um, so it does hit him. It doesn't pierce through his brain or anything. Still standing, uh, but it lets out this massive roar of pain straight as it straightens back up, sort of starting to look around. Uh, which brings us to Mooney. Oh, unless there's something else you want to do with your. So I, I, I just want to hide. I want to. I want to make sure I remain hidden. Like so. Do you just want me to hit a stealth roll with that? A sixteen. Uh, Mooney, you're up. So, Invisible, I'm going to approach the ogre, turn around, and right after the shot from Archie, I'm going to use my hoof attack, try to get in one of its legs, knock it down. Oh, nat 20. It's... Yes, okay. Get fucked, Mr. Ogre. That's 18 points of damage. 18 she points blew of out damage. his ACL. <laughs> <laughs> so as he's Just sort of straining back up to, to see who to shot arrow in the back of his head, uh, you basically kick out his kneecap, and he goes down on one knee. Uh, again, roaring out in agony. And uh, with my movement, now that he can see me, I just want to... I want to be hit, 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 <laughs> no, no no I want to be hit, his his point of view so I'll I'll just walk in front of him okay uh Trump. I'm gonna do vicious mockery and say right. my guy um you know just looking at you I got you a nickname you know you look like an ogre you are an ogre but you're uh you're mediocre. <laughs> That is a... Sorry, is that a, a wisdom or an intelligence? Wisdom. <laughs> Minus three in both of them, uh, which is a zero. Uh, he is going to take six points of damage. I swear to fucking Christ. Has disadvantage, and then on the arrow tip, I'm going to do heat metal. Ooh. All right, so your arrow tip starts glowing. Red hot. So any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage. The object has been in physical contact with him. It is, it is inside of him. Yeah, it's about as physical as physical unit. So in that case, he would take 11 points of fire damage. And until oh. he removes the arrow, he will continue to take 2d8. The Archie, you can see now this red-hot spot glowing in the back of his head uh, from where your arrow had embedded itself as he sort of lets out another roar of pain and confusion as you taunt him 
still alive. Okay, drop. Awesome. Okay, I am going to step out from the trees and fire two Eldritch Blasts. Uh, the first is a 23 to hit, and yep. I'm actually going to, for the first time ever, expend a grit point on this, because Kid doesn't really know what he's doing yet. This is like a new kind of thing. Um, so that is a... Oh no, this one, this just hits. The winging shot is the saving throw. Uh, that's going to be 24 points of damage. And on that's for the first attack. And the second one is only a 12. 12 is not it. A 24 in the first. And that is my only... Uh, and with my movement, I'm going to distance myself from everyone else and then just talk behind one of the trees to see if I can maybe get partial cover. Ogre's still standing. They're quite tough. Tough skin. Very thick, wide-like skin. Uh, but the first glass connects dead center. Uh, sort of blasting him back. He sort of slides against the ground a little bit as he's pushed back somewhat. Uh, second shot just goes a bit wide, uh, which is actually the ogre's turn. So he's kind of blinded by rage and pain right now. Um, so he's just going to attack the first thing he sees, which would be Mooney, who decided to move right in front of him. And that is going to be a 24 to hit. <laughs> okay. He rolled quite good. Oh, that's pretty good as well. You are going to take 16 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. As he one hand swings this massive club at you, uh, striking you in the side. That's his turn. Brings us back to you, Archie. Okay, I would like to jump from my tree to another tree like across the road again. And while I'm flying through the air, I'd like to shoot him and shoot the, the ogre in the, in the, in the face. 14 sure. to hit. Uh, 14 does not hit. Fuck. All right. So Archie leaps down. I uh, can't, can't quite time the shot correctly. It goes wide again. Just soaring kind of past his ear. I'm going to land in the tree and use my bonus action to hide again. Okay. Go ahead and roll me a, Stuff for that, and then we're back up to Mooney. So 19. This dice is getting retired for the rest of the game. It is rolling like dog shit. So is the ogre standing up again? Yeah, he's back on both feet. Uh, he's very. He looks. He, he's 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 not looking great. He's quite wobbly on his feet. Uh, I want to go back to. The same leg I kicked the first time, except this time I'm doing it the opposite way. So I'm basically <laughs> facing towards him, but using my hoof attack. Break the leg. Break the leg, John. Break it as Sweet many times as possible. No mercy. Oh, no, that's only a 10, though. That does not hit. He's wobbling just enough that when you try to hit him with your, your hooves, uh, you're thrown off and you don't make contact. Oh, you, you do make contact, but it's just a glancing blow. You understand what we just allowed to happen now, right? Trog's been going to be able to kill this fucking guy with a vision. Let's <laughs> 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 see. He might pull a, a moment of intelligence out of his ass. 
Uh, it is it is Trog's turn. Uh, that's why you should move it to be something, buddy. Uh, no, no, I'm just still staying there. All right, you're up, Trog. A vicious mockery. You say, um, my guy, you you lay it like an onion. You stop peeling off the layers. You realize that you're still the same, and you just you make me cry. You gotta. He got a nat 20 on his prison check. Oh, there is a god. Oh, there is a god. <laughs> that was so good, though. Well, I use my lucky feet and have you roll again. Yep. <laughs> 17 this time. Or, sorry, 16. Oh, 16. Still, still passes. So he basically can't hear. He, he's screaming and like flailing around with his club. Uh, he's he's paying basically no attention to the words that he probably doesn't understand anyway. Um, how close is he to me? Um, not far. I mean, probably within ten feet. If you were just hiding from the tree line. Yeah, because I was on Moody, and all I did was just hop off. Yeah. Yeah, you're within ten feet. Okay, I'm gonna get about five feet closer, and then do. Since I noticed that he's not paying attention, I'm gonna clap at him. So that's a constitution. Oh, I thought you meant just like literally like clap or something like that. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you did it. He's going <laughs> to thunderclap them cheap. Yeah. Constitution is a 13. How much damage? Uh, 10 points. 10 points of damage. Okay, so uh, are you... How are you facing him? Are you off to the side? Or are you in front of the Yeah, because he... I would have been right next to Mooney. So he'd be attacking from his side then. So Thunderclap comes out, big wave of, of thunder you see shoot out from Trog's hands. Uh, hits the ogre dead center, and he stumbles and tries to catch himself, but just crashes into the side of the into the side of the you know, forest line, knocking over a few trees as he falls to the ground. And it appears he has shuffled off this mortal coil. So you'd still kill them, but... Yeah. So disappointed. I know, I, I was searching so long for another good one. <laughs> That's really good. That was a good one. He had a flash of brilliance. How, how large is this thing's head? Roughly the size of Archie. I mean, it's ten feet tall. Hmm. So, uh, this was just a thought, was... If we show up to Bordon, Borden, if we show up there saying that we're members of the Lord's Alliance and we come with the head or something from something we slayed along the way, do you think maybe that could get us uh, some, uh, I don't know, respect or something special while we're in the town there? I'm going to cut the ogre's dick off. I was, you motherfucker, I was going to do that. I was like, oh, the head is too big. Let's just take the deck. <laughs> walk, walk it in <laughs> over the shoulder. Yep. You know what, you're cutting it, you're carrying it. So, just saying. I have are a you, bag of holding. Are you getting the balls, too, or just the oh, deck? a whole package. So, yeah, from what you were describing earlier. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> what is I was envisioning balls like this, then. Swinging. Yeah. 
I mean, bas- <laughs> basketballs. So basketballs with like you hanging between them with with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut them that that cock and balls off, <laughs> stuff it into my bag of holding. I know I'm still a horse, but my my only thought is like, what if this town is just a population of ogres? <laughs> we just show up with guarded by <laughs> guarded by an ogre. We'll check. We'll check before we say anything. Yeah, we won't just we'll just we won't just flop his cock out on the table. First thing we do. Yeah, you gotta warm up to these things. All right. Uh I guess we're continuing on then. I'm going to pet George. You're a good horse. George, this is, you're the reason for this. We'd have never done this if it wasn't. This is all your fault. (laughs) (laughs) That ogre got his dick cut off and it's because of you. (laughs) As the day is ending, you are mostly out of the, you're basically in the foothills now. You're, You're out of the main part of the mountains. You're starting to enter into Uh, more sparse forest. And as you come out of the mountains, the road starts to look a bit nicer, um, a bit more traveled. Um, There's farms, uh, fields. You can see small villages and small houses as you're getting back into civilization. But you are still about a day's travel. There's like no one particularly close. Like I said, the the farm fields are quite big. Um, you don't really see people out and about. It's still kind of not a, a very populated area. But you do see the odd farmhouse here and there. Uh, and you said we're still like a day out from the city. You're still about a day out, yeah. As it's starting to get to nightfall now. Well, do we want to stop at someone's place and maybe stay there? Or stay on the side of the road here? I don't know what is or is not someone else's property. Not that I give a shit, but if we're entering this place under the guise of, well, not really a guise, but if we enter as a Lord's Alliance members, should probably try to do that on the up and up. Right, yeah, but also, um, I wouldn't just walk into someone's house and say, yeah, I'm going to fucking sleep here tonight. (laughs) We can introduce ourselves and say where we're heading, and if they're friendly enough, then, you know, that would be... Great. We can ask them how they feel about ogres. I mean, if, if you think you want to... It, it might not be a bad idea to gauge how they feel about ogres. I, I'm not exactly the best, though, when it comes to getting people to like me. Trog, on the other hand, can maybe get us the best accommodation. Yeah, I'd really like to, you know, get in a, a nice pot of water, so let's uh, see if we can find someone. You can make your way to the nearby one of the nearby houses. Um, it's a small, like a small cottage, one floor, not particularly large. There's a barn next to it. As you uh, cross through the fields, uh, there are there is light sort of coming through the windows, smoke coming in as you. I'm gonna pull out my Lord's Alliance badge, and I'm gonna kind of gesture to everyone else to do the same. Now, do we want to go in with our real names, or do we want to go back to what our names were back when we were other people? You know, Horatio, Gonzalez, or whatever it were that we had 
picked. I actually don't remember mine. We can just go under our own. That's fine. No, yeah, fuck these people. Well, <laughs> you say it loudly as we walk up to the front door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With our badges out. <laughs> so, yeah, can we uh, approach the door? And yeah, go Knock. Um, uh, a few moments, door swings open. There's a very... He's it's kind of like a stringy older man, but stringy in the way that, you know, like people who work on farms don't look jacked, but are still strong. So uh, working in the field and such, in a, yeah, kind of <laughs> in a way. He has a long white beard uh, going mostly bald. He swings open the door, looks down at you, Trog, looks up at Mooney and looks at the other two. Hold up the badge. What do you want? Uh, hello, kind sir. Um, how you doing? I, I hope you, you're having a wonderful night. I hope we're not in, interrupting anything. Um, but hey, I just want to let you know, uh, me and the group of fellows back here, we, uh, we, we're looking for some lodging maybe for tonight. And uh, we were hoping maybe, uh, you know, you might have a place for us to, to hang out. I see you got a bond, uh, bond back there. You know, we can just hang out with the animals. You know, you, you seem like a, a really nice fella. I think um, you, got some, you got some guns on you, I got to say. You, you, you're quite strapping, young lad, if I do say so myself. Um, but hey, uh, yeah, if, if you, um, if you think, uh, you know, you wouldn't mind us staying over there, you know, that, that'd be great. Roman persuasion. Was it 18? Yes. Well, I don't know what guns are. We all can sleep in the barn. Well, that's, that, I greatly appreciate that, my friend. Um, what's, uh, what's your name? Oh, you can call him a Cleavy. Uh, Cleavy, you say? Yes, I do. Well, Cleavy, it's a it is a pleasure to meet you. Uh, my my name is Trog the Frog. Don't call me a Toad. Uh, the hairy, sweaty, sweaty guy back there. That's um, Mooney. Uh, the other the other one in the cowboy hat. That's uh, you can call him the kid. The uh, other little guy. Uh, the sneaky one. He's uh, his name's Archie. Um, he's a he's a he's got a good voice. He's my backup singer. If um, ever wanted a show, you know, we can uh, we can give you a little uh, a little tune. Um, but uh, yeah, hey, I, I appreciate you letting us stay here. Is there anything we should you know know about the bond? Like, are there any animals in there that I need to try to keep away from my friend? Or um, wait, I uh, actually uh, didn't hear that. But yeah, like, is there any animals or anything in there? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, there, there, there are some animals in there. Just, just looking at, he's looking at you and Mooney in particular. Just don't go shagging any of them. I don't need no cow, frog, hybrid mutant things running around. Why did he immediately go to fuck at it? <laughs> I snap my fingers. <laughs> I know how the animal world works. Sorry, <laughs> Mooney. Uh, how are things in town? It's 
we haven't been out this way. How how are how is uh Braden? Everyone's on edge because of you know the war and everything. Yeah, we have heard about that. A lull in the storm, I think. Where's the closest front from here? The the closest front, like where's where's the closest area of fighting to the town? Is it out of ways? Well, there's a tentative uh, truce. Hasn't been any fighting in a few years. Elby. Elby was as far north as they got. Uh, oh, oh, right, right. Okay. Yeah, because it was between this and the Empire. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right. I, I remember. Any other issues? Anything else that we should be on the lookout for? Oh, I, I I tend to mostly just keep to myself. I don't know too much about the goings ons of the of the kingdom. Gotcha. No issues locally with ogres or anything big on Savory? Not that I can think of. Problems. Okay. All well, right. How, what's your what's your opinion on ogres? How would you feel about one walking through your fucking farm right now, fucking your dog? I'm sure I wouldn't like that very much. <laughs> All right. Is this a threat? <laughs> Are you threatening me with a good time? Uh, who in who in town is uh, is in charge with the Lord's Alliance? We're coming in from uh, uh, Dewborn and uh, Fondalin area. Haven't been down this way. I, I couldn't tell you that. I don't know much about those sorts of things. No, they don't have much of a presence in these parts. Well, I'm sure they do, but I, guess I tend to mostly keep to myself. Well, we appreciate your hospitality, and we'll try to be out of your hair first thing in the morning. Said about shagging them animals. Not, not, not a problem. Yeah, we'll keep uh, furry friend back day away from him. He's a big fan of dirt, so I mean, we just if we find him some dirt, he'll be fine. Do you have a pot or anything, by the way? Uh, one that we could fill with water. I got my cauldron. Well, I was gonna say you got that, or for the animals out there, you have any like water basins or, or anything? Like, what do they drink out of? Yeah, there's some troughs out there in the back. All right, yeah, that's that's perfect. That's all I need to know. All right. Well, we appreciate your time and your hospitality. And if there's anything we can do for you while we're while we're here, uh, be sure to let us know. We'll do that. Thank you. Cool. I guess we're sleeping another night. All right. When we get there, what animals are in the barn? There are a few sheep, a few pigs. Some chickens running around. I'm so excited to get back into like a place where there's people. Like back into not the fucking wilderness anymore. I hope the Braden is like an actual, like it feels kind of city like and I don't know. I guess Schleem is only a little bit further, so. Either way, it'll be better than the shit we have had to deal with. Well, there's always a chance for me to make some more coin too. And by make, I mean take. Yeah, there's a chance for me to make some more coin, too. And, you know, just from being awesome. 
Um, just in case, I am going to set magic mouth at the door to the barn. So in the event that someone tries to sneak in on us or whatever in the middle of the night, it's, it'll just say, Alarm! Alarm! Ah! All right. During this night as well, I would like to take each individual animal, see if there's any, and like... sweet. No. Sweet. Ender. <laughs> Loving. Absolutely Love. not. Uh, to, like, an empty... Like a like like an empty corner, and if there's like uh, just a small table, I'm gonna sit at one end, and the animal is gonna sit on the other end. And using the light bringer, I'm gonna turn it on. Uh, it, just picture like like uh, when a cop is like investigating someone, and I just want to ask each of them with uh, speech of gnosis. No, 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 no. It's just, with, with the light. Like, the light. Like, and and they don't like do R. They like no like, R. Like, like, oh, wait, wait. Are you saying like a, a field sobriety test? No, no. Yeah, like like film like film, film noir. And like, I'm going like, to... Where it's just you're the light. Cop, bad cop. Yeah. yeah, and using my speech of Beast and Leaf, I just want to ask, uh, uh, are you all right? Uh, the farmer was um, brought up a couple times of uh, having sex with the animals. I would never intend to. And I'm asking each one individual, each animal individually. I'm going to make sure they're all feeling all right. They all seem okay. They seem to be treated pretty well by the farmer. (laughs) He gave me a weird, like, boom hour. Like, he kept bringing it up. Boom hour. Boom hour. Am I missing something? (laughs) Yeah, I missed missed that episode of Pig of the Hill. Don't go shagging my animals because I'm shagging them. (laughs) (laughs) no he just gave me that 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 idea of like he just keeps like bringing stuff up that has nothing to do with what we're doing (laughs) i just wanted to make sure they're all right (laughs) i've seen a lot of king of the hill but i haven't seen the boo (laughs) it's a deleted scene (laughs) yeah that's like judd's favorite kid Kid's going to retreat into his vessel again. Uh, well, you guys can all wake up the next morning then. Well rested. And ready to continue. All right. We're going to grab the horse and we're going to continue on. Braden awaits. As you guys continue up this road, like I said, it's getting more and more well-traveled. Now you start seeing farmers and other merchants traveling along the road, bringing their goods to the city or heading back out. <clears throat> Um, so you're, you're, yeah, Gordon. So you're, start, you're starting to pass more people. Um, you're, you're definitely back in civilization at this point. And as you get closer and closer to Borden, you start to see wooden city walls. And before you know it, you're in front of the gate of Borden. Oh my God! How what it approaching it? What does this look like? Is this like a city city? You could describe it as maybe a small to medium sized city, much bigger than Fondalin. Uh, not as big as, say, uh, like Stillwell. I'd say roughly, roughly the same size as Dewborn, more or less. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump off the horse and, like a sailor who has been at sea for a long time and like sets like their foot on solid ground for the first time in forever. I'm just gonna run over to the wall and just kiss it. All right, you can do that. The guards give you a kind of sideways look as you run over and do that. 
Bro, you, you're so fucking dramatic. Like, it's not like the woods are that fucking bad. It was awful. I don't know what... You sleep in your fucking lamp every goddamn night, you little pussy. It was terrible. Oh my gosh, it was just like all the things were out there that was constantly bugging you us. Sleep and, in oh your my gosh. Lamp. The air the air just fucking smells weird and like the fucking trees are doing their thing. Like fucking like there's nothing in there.